Hello and welcome back to the Round Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt. A much happier Will Hunt this week. And joining me this week, like every week, is the number one John Linton correspondent in all of sports media. It's Mr. Michael Preston. Hello. And MC Dyson Fury himself, Mr. David Harris. Yes, yes. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, he really is enjoying himself out there. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, imagine, imagine Dave is a, not Dave is a DJ. Imagine being Dave's hype man. Who's Dave's hype man? No, Dave is the hype man. I'm the hype man. I'm the MC. Oh, that's a good point, Dave. I don't want you to say this the wrong way. You would be absolutely terrible at that job. Oh yeah, well, I don't shut up <laughs> on the best of times. I'd manage to say something good. There might be two bad things for every good thing, but I'd still say something good at some point. Yeah, could you imagine? He's he's you just you're in the crowd. Dave appears on the scene. Oh, lads, um, <laughs> you'd be going straight to the bar. Sh- tell you that for literally, literally within two minutes, you'd be like, nah. You'd have, you'd have already hit the bar. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, how is everyone? We all okay? Not bad, Will. Yeah. How's things? Yeah. I'm all right, Brez. I can hear you this week. Well, that is good news. <laughs> Sad news for the listeners, but <laughs> uh, you did a did a stellar job hosting uh, last week, Brez, from um, about seven meters away from your mic. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you can hear me whispering the question. <laughs> Which is okay because all the viewers had switched off after the first um, swearing. Uh, Barrage at J5. I, um, I think they switched off before we did our actual intro, to be honest. That is, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, anyway, let's get underway with uh, what we actually came in to do. So before last week, um, before um, Ch- Chelsea um, sacked uh, Frank Lampard and we had to do an emergency episode, the intention was to do um, a mid-season review, kind of like we did last year. Um, if you if you're new to the podcast, the mid-season review is we go through each of the teams and, um, as the name says, review where they're at at the mid-season, um, and we give them like a letter grade based on where we thought they were going to be and how they're doing in this season. Now, in theory, that means we get lots of um, short, snappy reviews of the teams. But what that did mean last year was that we spent about 25 minutes talking about Brighton. So um, stick with us, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll try and get to every team in a timely manner. Um, lads, preparing for this pod, was it um, was it an easy one or were there just some teams that you did not know what to make of? Uh, there's definitely a few like that. I think most of them, by now, we've got a, a decent hold on. Although, mm. to be fair, the week in which we haven't done it, has changed quite a few team seasons a little bit. Uh, they picked up yeah. two wins or two losses. Um, so for some teams, I may have to change my grade from what I had them as last week, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Dave, for you? Yeah, I, I think most of them, as Mike says, uh, are a pretty decent idea, but I have also thought maybe maybe teams have earned the right to go up or down a grade uh, in the last week, but... Yeah, I think we've seen enough of the teams to know really what we think of them at this point of the season. Mm. I learned I learned nothing over the last week about any of the teams. I did all my grades last week, looked at them, and then thought that when I come to the pod today, I'll just make them up. 
if I've got any changes, I'll just add them in. Man United last week, maybe a B. This week, I might feel like a C. We'll see when we get there. Ooh, um, while, while we're talking about the, the last weekend, I, I've just written a, an article which is live on the website. So if you want to go read that, go to it. And where can they find that website, Mike? Yeah, uh, it's www.intheroundmedia.com. Uh, under the blog yeah. section, it'll be the top one. You'll find it. It's on the front page, isn't it, Mike? It will also be on the front page. It's called Around the Grounds Within and Around. A great name, if you ask yeah. me, to be honest. Yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah. And do you know who asked you? Andy Townsend. He loves it. <laughs> Speaking of which, just before we get underway, I did. Um, I, I, I finally caved and I watched um, Thomas Tuchel's new Chelsea this weekend against Burnley because, you know what, I just love football. And I thought there's nothing more football than Sean Dyche's Burnley. Um, but Macca was on the comms and, dear oh. God, like, BT have the worst commentary team I think I've ever seen in any sport ever. Like, I bet I bet if I was to go downstairs and to turn on um, the bowls, I'd be more riveted with what they were saying than what those two were doing. Anyway. Burnley and Steve McManaman doesn't seem like a good mix to me. No, no uh, the thing is, and this is the second tangent of the week, when we go back to having um, fans on the grounds, hopefully that is soon, um, there's something I really want, which is I really want all the players and coaching staff mic'd up, and I want all the reporters to be able to hear it, because... <laughs> I've got to find the exact quote. Did either of you see the? Because um, if you didn't watch the Chelsea game, um, Callum Hudson Odoi was was doing his usual his usual things and absolutely ruining them. But it led to an absolutely cracking moment in the second half where Sean Dive shouted at Robbie Brady after the the last overlap. Robbie, tune in, and Brady turned around to Sean Dice and said, "I don't. I know where he fucking is. I just can't stop it. What do you want me to do?" <laughs> and I'm like, "That is perfect lockdown football content. Absolutely perfect." True <sighs> anyway, as well, Robbie Brady's not stopping Prime Hudson Odoi. Uh, Robbie Brady's not stopping anyone. Um, anyway, that's enough tangents. Um, let's start with the first team, and we're going to go in alphabetical order. So we're going to start with um, the Arsenal, who are tenth. Um, <laughs> a bit weird that if you were doing this pod a few weeks ago, I think the grades would be giving them a much worse. Um, we had them sixth in our preseason preview. Dave, you've got the harshest grade out of the three of us here for them. Yeah, I mean, where do you I where do you stand on some grades? Uh, this one is possibly up for. Uh, if I'm feeling nice about it when I talk it through, I might, I might upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. Initially, uh, I did think an E. Uh, they've just dropped too many points, and to be honest, for a long, a long period of the season, uh, they've been playing football that is pretty much the opposite you would associate with Arsenal. Um, but they've been winning. Crazy. No, well, but they've not even been. They weren't even creative. Um, uh, literally not doing anything for a, a fair portion. Um, however, things are looking up. Uh, so I think when we did this last year, we probably gave him a U. There is actually genuine hope, I would say, this season uh, for the second half. Um, and I think that will put them in a strong finish. But after the first first half being so bad, I don't think they can necessarily... I'd be very surprised if they ended up in our sixth-place prediction. They're quite a way behind that. Um, also, uh, 
stuff going on with like Nakatia, Belogan, and Saliba uh, seems pretty. Balogun. Pretty wild uh, that they could basically be losing like those are young players. So obviously there's Saka and Smith Rowe, but if Arteta's going to somehow lose some of their best players who are young, uh, but leaves them in pretty bad stead, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Given everyone knows how bad the squad is, and it desperately needs young players to step up um, well more young players to step up and hopefully be good enough or just to actually go out and buy players which they're not going to attract with no European football which is a possibility and where they could well finish the season mm-hmm. um, Mike at the start of the season as we've alluded to um, we did um we did a load of predictions for the three of us and tried to figure out where everyone would go. And me and Dave were probably slightly more sceptical of Arsenal. We thought they were going to be much better than they have been, but you were you were a big, much bigger fan. Um, from your perspective, given you had slightly loftier expectations, where what would you give them for this half season? Uh, I had them as an E, but I've, I've gone for a D. Mm-hmm. Arsenal were one of those that have benefited a little bit from the, us doing this a week late. Um, as you said, I think I had them fifth. You guys had them sixth. Uh, which... I think you had them fourth, Brez. No, no, they weren't in my top four. Behave. I think they were. Behave. Nah. I'll get the, uh, I'll get the thing up. I had them fifth. I'm pretty sure he had them fifth. There's, <laughs> there's no the way I had them in the top four. But still, it's been uh, a below par season so far. I think uh, the signs are there that it's going to get better. They've, they've obviously been without Thomas Party for. <laughs> a decent stretch he was out with injury um, but it has given Arteta the chance to as Dave said blood some youngsters uh, obviously Saka and Smithrow being the two highlights probably um, they've just added Odegaard in the last couple of days I think he's quite yep. exciting he'll help creatively uh, and it should be a much better second half of the season I think they'll they'll rise at least a couple of places from 10th where they are right now mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think from my perspective, I think they've um, they were they were really poor at the start of the season, like just totally devoid of any creativity. Um, which, like Dave says, you you just wouldn't expect from Arsenal, but you would you wouldn't expect from a team that boasts players like um, you would expect goals from like a team that contains Aubameyang, but he just hasn't um, really caught fire this season. Um. They just, I think their grade is, I think I'm looking at a D as well, just because if C's average, they've had a below average season, it, do, it doesn't matter that they're trending upwards at the moment. At, to this point, they've had a below average season. I don't think it's quite as bad as it was in December. And I think the one thing you would say for them, lads, is I don't know about the two of you, but I think discovering Saka to be the absolute star that he seems to be is... um. Is promising for the future. That's massive. From my perspective, what a great fight! Yeah, he, he is fantastic. He's he's got that thing that he's got that thing that all the good players have, where they play well regardless of the absolute shower of shit that's going on around them. Yeah, and for points. yeah, yeah. Um, but still, that all said, it's disappointing. However, I don't know about the two of you. I'm excited to see Odegaard, but I hope that doesn't mean that. Smith Rowe doesn't get the chances that his play so far has actually deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd second that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting, promising for the future. I think the overall grade is uh, D because me and Mike both got them as a D. And Dave, you oh, and I'm e, happy but... to go with D. I, I haven't really uh, from last week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give them a D. Like they're below mm-hmm. average, but it's not. It's not like an awful. Thing. No. No. Um, and then we'll come on to I think the easiest one of the lot. I don't know about two of you. I think this is the easiest one of the lot to, to yeah, give out maybe. a grade. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. may, maybe Sheffield as well. But um, yeah. Ast- Aston Villa, ninth. Um, we had them 18th pre-season, which looking back, looking back, I think to myself, I think to myself, well, why, did we, why did I we have them? I think it's a prediction, given yeah, how bad yeah. they well, I think, why did we have them 18th? Well, I think it's uh, it's worth coming in at the start of the season and saying, look, this is a team that only stayed up because Hawkeye wasn't turned on. Like, they weren't particularly great. They looked a bit shaky at the back. Their keeper would, had had six months... Their new keeper they'd bought in had about six months of good form. But we still weren't completely sold on him. Um, and I think, for, for me, lads, the biggest transformation for the team is the fact that Jack Grealish is playing at an absolute superstar level. And it's just, I, I think, personally, he's probably, I think, the front runner for player of the year right now. But um, they're an A for me, and I, I'm going to let David Harris take it away, because as we know, no, he's there. No, fair enough. I'd, yeah, you are right. You can't give Villa anything other than an A. Um, I mean, what a transformation. A team that couldn't defend weren't particularly good going forward. Now uh, they've managed to bring in players that allow Grealish to thrive even more, but with support. And they're defensively really good. Martinez may be one of the... Well, not maybe. He is one of the best keepers in the league. And they didn't pay all that big money for him, really. Um, I'd say every signing that Dean Smith made has come off uh, this summer. Um, even Bertrand Traore, who... At, Earlier in the season, that like more of a rotation player, he stepped up, um, scored some pretty crucial goals. Matty Cash has been excellent at right back, uh, even if he does like to save shots with his hands. Um, <laughs> get away with um, Ollie Watkins, uh, you could say that maybe he should have scored more goals, but still, he does a, a good job at top, uh, which mm-hmm. is certainly nothing you could say for anyone they were putting up there last year. Um, and obviously Ross Barkley, what he does in midfield allows like Douglas Louise to do what he needs to do, but also helps in the transition going forward to players like Greer and Watkins. And he's he scored some pretty important goals too. So yeah, Dean Smith is he's having a hell of a season. Um, fair play. <laughs> totally turn them around. Totally turn them around. And um, before we go to you, Mike, um, Dave, do you stand by your earlier claim that Jack Green oh. should be given the keys to Birmingham? Uh, if he wins Player of the Year, sure. Sure, okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, Mike, the Villa for you. Yes, yeah, an A. Any team that beats Liverpool 7-2 is, is an A. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess the thing with the Villa is, um, have you ever seen... Like last season, you looked at you looked at them and you were like, 
that back line, not particularly competent. That midfield, aside from Grealish, not particularly competent. Striker, not particularly competent. Goalkeeping position, dear God, Pepperena, what are you doing? And now you look at the team and you're like, well, Emmy Martinez is clearly a, a, a proper Premier League goalkeeper. You look at that centre-back, like Esri Concert, pairing of Conter and Mings. Conter's much better than yeah, he's, I think he has, he has any right to be. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think Conter's to be honest, better than Mings. Um, Matt Target's taken another step up, and then you, as you said, Dave, they they took a right winger from the champion, like they took a failed right winger in Matty Cash from the championship, and they've turned him into a top quality right back in the Premier League. That midfield, perfect balance and everything, and now they've got Barkley back, it'd be even better. They're just a really solid team, and to be honest, if Ollie Watkins was a a five percent better finisher, we'd be talking about a team that was even further up the table because some of the games you watch them in where they, they just absolutely batter teams they just absolutely batter them all over the park and sometimes you watch them you're like oh I just kind of like Brighton I just wish you would finish that little bit extra chance and you could be really special but no I, I, I don't think there's anything we can give other than an A maybe an A plus Dave uh, I'd give them an A plus okay okay you won't be allowed back in St Andrews when it's over. They're probably the, they're probably the most overachieving team in the league. <laughs> Sorry, what, Dave? They're probably the most overachieving team in the league. Unless we did the... Just unfortunately, they've not done well in the last week. I'm assuming he said something about West Ham there, but... Yeah, 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 I'm sure he said something about West Ham, and if he did, he'd have been right. Hey, our viewers, you're going to look at that one. We're just, just going to ignore him. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a good job Dave's mic stop. Dave's uh, internet's had a bit of a wobble there, because that might save us from having to hear more of his Potter outtakes, because the next team, Brighton, um, 17th, 21 points and 21 games, if I've got that correct. Minus six goal difference. We had them finishing 15th. So pretty similar to where we want them. Um, Mike, you first. Brighton. Their season. How'd yeah. you grade it? I mean, as you say, they're two places below where we had them. But I think it's still a C. Um, mm-hmm. We've obviously talked in depth about Brighton before on the podcast. So you kind of know what I think about them. But they've played pretty well in most of their games. But have had real problems actually putting the ball in the net mm-hmm. um, if you put Callum Wilson in this team as I say they'd be way higher up the league and we might be talking about them in the same bracket as Leeds or something um, mm. as it stands they've, they've had a, a good last week they've won uh, two of their last three yep. which is extremely good news for Graham Potter and Brian yep. uh, and has opened up a gap of seven points to Fulham below them which is huge yeah their obviously aim is to stay up um, mm-hmm. I, I think they will do uh, yeah I think a C is fine for Brighton yeah yeah I, I think there's I, I think with Brighton because me and you are pretty similar on our thoughts with Brighton is that we've watched Brighton play many a game this season where they've absolutely battered the other team um, I think to their fixtures against Chelsea and United in particular where they're playing the big boys and you thought to yourself Jesus Christ how how are Chelsea and United winning this game um, and they just haven't finished the chances like you know Mopar's had a few disciplinary issues but you look at them across the board and you're like you know what, that's a really 
well-coached, good team. And although they can't put the ball in the back of the net and their keeper's a bit dodgy, you're sort of like looking at their season going, it's not as good as it should have been. It's just not as good. And that's why I think they're a C as opposed to being like a, a D. Because it's sort of like... <laughs> They've played really well, but they haven't got the results. So you can't give them any higher than that because they haven't got the results to back it up. But giving them any lower than that, giving them a D or even a D for like being in a relegation fight, having played so well, it, it just feels a bit wrong to me. Dave, um, the floor is yours. Tell me why Graham Potter should be sacked. No, no. Oh, I knew this was going to come up. Um, oh, to be fair to, to Potter... Uh, and Brighton as a whole, they play really good football. And it's been, for me, one of those where you want it to happen, but you're not sure it will happen, um, which is concerning. Um, they did, they were really good against um, Tottenham. Um, that was a great performance. And as I've written here in my notes, um, they may not have found their form yet, but they are going to have a run where they win three or four games. Like it's just going to happen the way they play. Um, and yeah, given we predicted them 15th. Crikey. Yeah, they're 17th. Uh, but they're a decent... Uh, they're, they're a decent amount above the relegation. And to be honest, I can't see them falling into that. I, I think they're just way too good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give them a C. Like Will said, maybe they aren't doing quite as well as they deserve deserve to be um but they are still doing okay hmm. yeah um so dave what's your tweet is he gone dave? i, I just want everyone to everyone to tweet him telling him how much of a fraud he is after that whole <laughs> pod on brighton and now he's saying they'll pick up enough points to stay up <laughs> I said I no 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 no. I never said that. I I never said that. I thought they would go down. No, Dave. You said if what you said was you thought they'd have a better chance of staying up if they stopped attacking more <laughs> and faced more shots on goal. That's what you said. Yeah. And now you're saying you like how they play. They them, play well. Did you see them trying to invite Spurs onto them? But Spurs wouldn't take any shots. Yeah, there are two times we've done this podcast. I'm chatting up. There are two times on this podcast where the, an episode has gone out and I've had a text about something you've said, Dave, and both of them were this season. One of them's the Rian Brewster thing, and the second one was the Brighton thing where they were like, does he know what he's arguing? And I was like, no, on both occasions. But yeah. Anyway, I'm let's not. move on. From I'm pretty sure C overall. No. Uh, C overall, but let's quickly move C. on because otherwise yeah. we'll do what we did last year, which is we'll spend 25 minutes on Brighton. <laughs> um, next is Burnley, 16th, 22 from 20. Um, here's the thing about the grading Burnley. Um, we had them 11th pre-season. Looking back at one of our, one of our just daft predictions, and we thought... We thought that Burnley's sort of continuity and solidity would see them do well in a season that was bound to be a lot of upheaval and change. And I think what we've done is what we sort of we we misread the situation of Burnley in some way, uh, which makes them really hard to grade because 
if we were grading them on a curve base what, where we had them, which I think was quite stupid in hindsight, then it would have to be like an E. But when you grade them on what they actually are and the resources they're dealing with, 16th, 16th isn't actually quite so bad from my perspective. So I'm interested in what the two of you had. Dave, what, what's your grade for them? Uh, probably a C for Burnley. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, we we did predict them to be eleven. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, Dice is still getting good results out of them, uh, and I think it's going to be another typical season of Dice grinding them to safety. Even though this team, comfortably the worst that it's been the whole time he's been in the prem. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can sort of see why, given that we had them eleven. Yeah, maybe we could. Look at giving them a D, but at the same time, uh, I think my grades may be inflated because of how bad they looked uh, earlier before, and now they look to be going in the right direction again. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's why I've gone for a C. But, yeah, I, I think Dice will keep finding out results, and that's really all anyone expects from that. So, so, Mike, I ha I've got the a C as well as. Dave, and for kind of the reasons I said, but you've you've given them a D, and I think you've you've said in the notes that's because of the preseason ruling. Why did you feel that they were a D, and that we we stuck to the what we had for them preseason? Did you think that was a fair prediction for them? Uh, well, probably not, given that we given that they added nothing in the summer at all. <laughs> um, to, I mean, I've also written in my notes, this is kind of where Burnley should be and they're likely to be in the, in the dogfight at the bottom of the yeah. table. In fairness, that probably makes them a C because this is exactly where they're supposed to be. And yeah. Well, they're eight points above Fulham, um, mm. having played exactly the same game. So, yeah, maybe it is a C. I, th I think Dyche is, is doing a, a, a great job and we're, recently we're seeing Burnley back to more what we expect from Burnley they're just going to graft they're going to make it really hard for the other team uh, and they're going to pick up the odd result like they did at Anfield and then they went and beat Villa um, in midweek as well so things are starting to turn a bit better for, for Burnley mm -hmm. I think they'll yeah. I think they'll stay up yeah I, th I think they might stay up I don't really know I don't really care they're going to be I'd like them to go down uh, they're on the list of teams I'd like to go down. I'm, I'm sorry, Burnley. I'm just um, they didn't have a shot against Chelsea until like the 94th minute. I don't. I want less games like that in the league. But the thing I just quickly want, and I know we're gonna move on, but I just quickly want to ask is uh, is is Sean Dyche now suffering from the Eddie Howe effect, where we start criticizing and Dave, don't let your blood be boiled. Um, you've got someone. You've got someone doing such a such a good job for so many years that we become normalised to it, and we start to expect more. Because for Burnley, isn't with the resources they've got, isn't staying in the league like a B slash A? Well, I think I, this is a point yeah. I want to make with Sheffield United actually later. Mm -hmm. on. Um, okay. Okay. But yeah, I think it, yeah, given their resources, it's. Every season they stay up in this league, it's it's a very good job by Dyche and the players there. Okay. We'll give him a C then, and um, we'll move on. Um, and we'll go to Chelsea. Chelsea with you. Moving on. Crystal Palace! Um, <laughs> no. Um, Do we have to I do think... Chelsea again after last week? Um, <laughs> to be fair. Well, the two of you are trying to give him an E, and um, 
I'm not seeing sack greatest ever manager in here. <laughs> greatest ever manager, greatest ever player in here. So, um, can we give me? Can we give me you and move on? I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah fine. Be done with that. Yep. yep, just to recap, you know what they've done? They've spaffed a load of money up the tubes and now they're playing Marcus Alonso at left wing back. There we are, moving on. Crystal Palace. Yeah, I think Palace... Roy Hodgson's men. I think Palace is a C. Uh, we had the yeah. 12, 12th pre-season, they're 13th. It's pretty much... They do what they do, they're, they're crap to watch, but you've got Eze and Zaha at least who can, uh, who can make some things happen. Whenever Eze scores, it seems to be a good goal somehow. Like the one he scored at the weekend is an absolute belter. So like one of like QPR, he just only scores nice goals. One of these days, we've got to do a uh, only scores nice nice goals eleven because I think I think I think I want uh, Begovic because he's the only one who scored. I can remember. I think because um, I want to put him there. Addison streets won't forget me. Yeah, uh, James Morrison. Yeah, for West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Matt, like, Matt Taylor. Do you remember Matt Taylor? Matt El Taylor. Guy yes. Yeah. 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 Five yards every time he scores. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's one of them. Anyway, the fact that we've got so easily distracted shows you exactly Crystal <laughs> Palace and their season because they're, they're just dull. Like. Sometimes you watch them and you're like, they're a team with no style. They're a team that doesn't know what they're doing. They just, they're just boring. They're bland. What do they press? Do they sit? What's going on? And then you watch me like, oh, they're sitting deep again. Okay, at least we know what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, like they'll pop off a game where Zahara will score. Zahara will score one and set up another, and they'll win two nil. And you're just like, what? Well, I've no idea how Crystal Palace are thirteenth. No idea. They're, they're thoroughly dull and boring and they deserve a dull and boring grade so I think a C is perfect seems um, about right to me well, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens when Roy Hodgson leaves is he leaving the summer? Uh, yeah hope, hopefully Roy Hodgson leaves and someone tries to use some good attacking talent and attacking football that, that's what I'd like to see because they're in, they're an odd one aren't they because they have obvious talent like like you look at like Zahara and Eze Newcastle uh, yeah, yeah, because Z- Zahara and Eze are are really talented footballers that yeah. you would pay you would pay to go and watch, wouldn't you? Definitely, yeah, um, great. I mean, it, it's felt like with Crystal Palace, they've been a striker away for about seventy years. <laughs> so, um, since Andy Johnson was at the club, um, what a player. player indeed. But um, yeah, let's let's not waste any more time there. But um. Yeah, honestly, they're the most boring team in the world. They really are. Um, now we've got a slight interesting one. Hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to revise um, mine. Yeah, I'll just revise mine um, as well. <laughs> oh, look, we revised it to exactly the same thing. So, Dave, your current the next team is Everton, who are 8th, 32 points from 19 games. We had them 10th pre-season. Um, Dave? Yeah. Talk to me about Everton and their team. Okay, so I've, I've given them a B. Um, um, mainly the reasons for that is they're just huge improvements on last season. Um, okay, that sentence is... I'd written way higher than predicted, but they had a poor week and now they're only eighth. Um, <laughs> that sentence irrelevant. But they are looking a far better team. Allen and Decore are good in the middle. 
Godfrey actually looks to be, you know, we've always had this thing and said this thing about Italian defenders from a relegated team. Godfrey actually does look quite good. Um, Hamez is obviously amazing. I don't know what he's doing at Everton, really, outside a top six team. Um, I do, however, they are a weird team because you're like, oh, maybe these guys are challenged for Europe, and then the next minute they're woeful. So, Mike, Dave's slightly more positive there with the B. Me and you have gone for a C. Do you want to give me your reasoning for the C? Yeah, I had actually given them a B. Uh, last week when we were planning on doing this they've they've had a bad week they drew with Leicester and then lost to Newcastle 2-0 at home and I just can't I can't give a B to any team that loses 2-0 to Newcastle no lost to Newcastle twice this season I'd oh, like to well, yeah. maybe I'll down home and away then. that's even worse yeah uh, yeah like yeah. Dave says we like Calvert-Lewin uh, they've got Angelo quietly not scoring anymore yes no he's not yeah, Which is interesting. Written, they will continue to pick up points if they can get Calvert-Lewin scoring again. They might grab a European place, but it's looking less and less likely the, as the weeks go on, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is with Everton is I'm looking at them and I'm looking at them in eighth and I'm thinking, thinking you believe you should be higher than that. I don't. I've never. I'm not one of these people that believed in Everton. It feels like every, every. It feels like Everton want to be what Leicester are in a way. They want to be right on the cusp of being in the top four. In fact, they want to. Mashiri wants to be in the top four every year. It's what he wants. Um, but I look at them and I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, I'm I'm confused by them because some weeks you watch them and you're like. They look really dynamic and they look really good and they could beat any team on its day. You think about when they were flying at the start of the season and other times you watch them and you're like, you're like, you watch me think to yourself, well, they're, they're slow, they're plodding. It, without it, without Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin stretching the field, they've just got no pace. Luca Digne's not playing well. They've obviously got a disaster in goal in Jordan Pickford. They just, they're just a weird team to grade in that I'm not convinced how many really good players Everton has which which is where I talk myself into because I think by their own standards they're failing but at the same time I think Ancelotti's doing a really good job with that squad to keep them in the hunt for Europe because I look at the squads around the league and I, I, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't have them top five certainly I wouldn't have them I'd be maybe about seventh eighth that kind of thing so for me they're right about where they should be in a way so it's a C for me I'm afraid Oh, I think that's yeah, we'll, analysis. we'll yeah. just add Everton if they win their games in hand um, would actually be joint fourth with Leicester, so they're not actually that far off the pace. Well, so, no one is. No one is. That's the thing. You really, get, like, I mean, I just think that they they look a far far better team than last season. But as we say, some weeks they look good, some weeks they look absolutely terrible. So yeah, they're a hard team to grade. Yeah, you know what I say about games and hand, Dave. Better a better a burden hand than a burden a bush. You know, <laughs> come on. Oh, Anyone ever heard? Any, have I used that expression right? Better a burden I'm a hand than a burden a bush. Burden a bush than a burden a hand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you say. Do you know if you say bird four times into a mirror, Jermaine Defoe appears out of nowhere? <laughs> Jermaine. <laughs> That's a very old reference to some tabloid stories about him back in the day. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. If, you're not, <laughs> if you've not seen Jermaine Defoe in a league of your own, it's um, perhaps Jack Whitehall's only good moment ever. Um, anyway, let's talk about the Fulham. Me and Dave last week, was it? No, not last week, the week before Dave. Effusive in our play, praise of the Fulham. Thought yeah, we, they look uh, starting to starting to look like a really good team. Um, we had them twentieth preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, we, to be honest, we thought that Scott Parker was going to um, spend more time doing terrible streets covers than managing this season. But yeah, they're eighteenth. I thought he'd be gone early doors. Eighteenth, fourteen points from twenty games. As we alluded to earlier, a bit of a gap forming between them and Burnley. But you've got them as having a C, Dave. So why have you got them as having yeah. a C? Well, I mean, we thought, I mean, the way they started the season, it looked like they were going to be horrendous, frankly. It looked like they were going to struggle to pick up any points. Um, we obviously thought when we did our pre-season predictions that they were going to be way out of the depth. Um, when I, Realistically, in the last 10 games, Scott Parker's managed to get them to play pretty decent football. Uh, they they look to go out and attack teams. They've been picking up some impressive results, albeit all they can do is draw games. <laughs> they can't win any games. Um, but there's certainly a team that's been on the up in the last 10 games. And given that we thought that it'd be absolutely nowhere to even possibly be in a relegation scrap, I'd say would make them on course for what I'd say is a pretty okay season. Mm-hmm. Mike... What are you giving Fulham? I've just changed my mind. Uh, Have you? What have you changed it from and to and why? Well, I've just changed it from a B to a D because I think I've got I've got whipped up in this narrative that Fulham are playing better, <laughs> to be honest. They are playing better. Well, well, I've just had a look at their Premier League results in the last 10 games that Dave speaks of. Do you wonder how many games they've won in that time? Yes, I just said they only draw games, Mike. I'm, I'm very aware of the fact. single that. game. Yeah, but they've drawn how many of them? Like eight? Well, that's not going to keep you in the league. No, but it's still progress. At the start, looked absolutely dead and buried. Michael Hector, I wouldn't trust him to defend. By by absolute. I wouldn't wouldn't trust him to defend on a park, Mike, let alone in the Premier League. They also lost 3-0 to Burnley in the FA Cup fourth round. Oh, who cares about the FA Cup? Get out. <laughs> My absolute favourite thing about Dave is he at some like I feel like in the first like eight weeks of the season, Dave Dave starts to get it into his head what he what he what he thinks of a team. Like and it doesn't matter what you say to him, that's what it is. Like he and now he's got it in his head that Fulham are Fulham are, Fulham are good and showing progress. Which yeah, I agree sure. with I agree with him that they're good and showing progress. But this is but they're not picking up any wins. Whereas when a few oh, weeks mean, ago, a f- whereas a few weeks ago when me and Mike were going to Dave, yeah, yeah, but Brighton are good. He's just going, but they're just not getting the results, lads. So it's just quite funny. It's yeah, I mean, it is alarming that Leeds aren't. I mean, God, I've, I've looked at the next team. It's it's a bit alarming that Fulham aren't getting results. But at the same time, we thought they'd be rock bottom of the league. So I don't think we can say that they're having a bad season when they're. Doing quite a lot better than two teams below them. Yeah, I, I think there's a fair point in there. Um, they're two, they're two points than a shit West Brom team, who I think are the worst team in the league. I mean, but I am amazed they didn't beat them at the weekend. But, but Dave Ray, 
Dave raises a good point that we did actually think Fulham would, and we weren't alone in this. Think Fulham would be the worst team in the league this season, yeah, and f- for them to for them to not be the worst team in the league this season, I think is probably something where you can say, oh, okay, they're having a a normal season. Then I actually think Parker's doing an all right job, and uh, Lookman and Reed and etc. are quite good players. But mm. did you know um, Reed's sister's an MP? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Martin Tyler will tell you that every time you watch one of the games. Every time. Um, let's move on. C. Anyone going to argue with that? Yeah, that's fine. I see. Well, given, given out a lot of C's today, it's like being um, at Dave's parents evening. Oh, well. C's are good, Dave. C's are good. C's are good. I was being nice are. to you. Um, okay. Leeds, 12th. The Leeds, all Leeds, aren't we? 29 points in 20 games. Minus one goal difference. We had them as finishing 14th this season. Mike, I'm going to let you go Leeds first. Oh, what what do you, you think know, of this you season? You know I love Leeds. Uh, a United fan, shock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is a bit of a shock as a United fan. But <laughs> yeah. Fake fan. Uh, oh, here we go. Now, Leeds are, Leeds are great. <laughs> Best... Best team to watch in the league, in my opinion. You never, you never know what the score's going to be. It could, could be 5 0 in either direction. Um, <laughs> Bielsa's not going to change, regardless of the results. They, they're pretty much. They either win or lose a game. They've only had two draws this season, so they're cracking. We love Leeds. Dave will love them. Yeah, Dave will like them. <laughs> um, Dave, what do you think of Leeds? Yeah, I, I think they're having a good season. Like Mike says, they're probably the most entertaining team to watch. Uh, they are a bit leaky at the back, but it doesn't really matter when they're so good going forward. Um, and also, Bielsa has these players playing where I think they'd give their life for, for it to block a shot, really, at this point. You can't ask any more of this team. They give you 100% every game, and they're getting results from the way they play, so you can't really ask it any more. Than that from them at all. Just quickly, it's on hard. Leeds, I think I think they might start flagging soon. Oh, you be careful. Yeah, I know they'll tweet me tweet about me, but. <laughs> uh, Will was that Karen? Did you just hear Karen Carney join the call? <laughs> yeah, the ghost of her Twitter. Yeah, might they, carry on. To be fair, they only won the champion. They only got promoted last year because because of lockdown. So. Um, it's, <laughs> a, a, sorry, a fair point that, like, she didn't phrase it particularly well. No, because me and Mike but, have discussed this numerous times. But, but there's right. no deny. There's no denying. She is right. Yeah, there is no denying that. Although Leeds probably would have got it done anyway, there's no denying that Bielsa seems stent to tire towards the end of the season. It's been well documented. So, saying that they probably benefited for some rest. Not a wild claim, and um, yeah. Anyway, Definitely sorry. Not. Yeah, I've done no, that. That's the point I was making. That there, there's likely to be a bit of a drop off in results and performances as the season goes along, um, particularly this season where games are coming literally every day of the week. <laughs> so. I, I found Leeds quite hard to give a grade to because I, I looked at the squad and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? That's that's really not a great squad playing out of their no, skin it's not a good squad. like it's 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 if it, you put that squad in the championship you'd be like oh right okay pretty decent oh if, if Rafinha was in the championship yeah. God, player of the year any day yeah, yeah yeah 
Yeah, Rafinha's Leeds' best player. He's, he's magnificent. Um, but as a as a Premier League squad, you like you look at them and you think. I think our perception of some of those players have been changed by how well Bielsa's gotten playing. So I, I was toying with I was toying with giving them an A, just because I just think they're they're playing about as well as they could and great to watch and all that. But. I think I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to go for a B. I think I think sort of flown under the radar that there's a few. There's been a few times in there where you just sort of like you watch them play and you're like, a few things haven't hit. Like some of their recruitment in the summer hasn't really hit. Like particularly Rodrigo, he seems fine and he's probably acclimatising, but it's just some of it hasn't hit that's probably holding them back from being an A. But oh, if somebody. Sure. Park, yeah, um, if someone if someone came to me and said I'm, I'd give Leeds an, Leeds an A grade, I wouldn't argue with it. Quickly, but while, while think, we're on Leeds, Bamford, yeah. Ireland, Bamford, continent. Oh, Bamford. Yeah, uh, he's he's his finish. Wow, what a wow. fucking player! He, honestly, Bamford's all jokes. Jokes aside, Bamford. Ever, Bamford's always been one of those players that I've just I've just enjoyed. But this season I'm watching him, I'm like the stuff some of the stuff he does, you're like like he's just so well drilled and he's he's quality, he's like real quality at times. And I think um it's it's odd considering that when the question when everyone came up is is Bamford gonna be good enough for the league? And he's absolutely he's just shagging the league, isn't he? <laughs> he just is. What do you want from me? His goal of the weekend was yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be great when he brings home Euro 2025, 20, whenever it is. Yeah, which they still seem to think is going to be in loads of different countries. All right, pal. Um, right. Leicester. Up next. Pretty easy one from yeah. my perspective. Yeah. Um, Mike, what do you think of the Foxes? Good grief. We had them eighth pre-season. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'll tell you what, we are good at this. Well done, Brendan. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be looking at Europe again this year. Hopefully they don't bottle it this time. I, I hope they've learned from the experience of last year. Um, where they obviously bottled it near the end but the additions of people like Castagna and Fafana have both been really good I like Leicester mm-hmm. they play some really nice stuff Madison is starting to re-emerge I, I love Harvey Barnes he's a fantastic footballer oh, yeah, he's so good um, Will I, do you want to write an article for the site can I get Harvey Barnes in it every fucking time <laughs> I, I think the main thing is, at least so far, they're re-earning the trust that they'd lost with me uh, at the end of last season. So hopefully they actually go yeah. on to complete a full season of being good. <laughs> James Madison sat there in the changing room. Well, at least Mike Breslin's on side. <laughs> <laughs> no, interestingly enough, though, like looking at our pre-season predictions, um, the reason I think Leicester are so low is they can. it's worth noting that that, Christmas, that collapse after Christmas last year was monumental like yeah. like oh, so lesser, lesser lesser sides have not recovered from that slide and you look at them this season and you're like you know oh I don't understand how how good they are because I mean like R- Ricardo's like what we're talking like a top three right back in the league when fit something like that Pereira um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's absolutely mustard. But you watch him you watch him this season and he's barely playing. They're sort of like, well, we're playing Justin, we're playing Castagna, and you're just like, they just get results. Jamie Vardy, they've somehow managed to keep absolutely fit. and fi- When he's, well, no, they haven't managed to keep him fit, but they've managed to keep him firing. And you just sort of like, it always feels like this could be the season where Leicester aren't as good as they were. But I just think they're a really well-drilled, well-coached side. And I think to be in fourth compared to some of the other squads in the league that are slightly underperforming, I'm looking at you, Chelsea. I think it has to be an A. Has to be an A. Agreed. Definite A. Well done, Leicester. Keep <laughs> yeah. it up, guys. Please. Definite A. Madison, Me if too. If you are listening, I believe in you. <laughs> he's not listening. And if he is, he's turned it off earlier after. Uh, he's like, you can't believe. I'm going to put this got... under every Leicester tweet for the next week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, I reckon if we were sat here last season, um, at this uh, this stage of last season, we would have been giving Leicester an A again in that one. Um, That's very true. So, so it's going to be interesting to see how they cope with the um, schedule, particularly when the Europa League comes back. Um, and the absent Hardy. Yeah, that I mean. Thursday to as we know Thursday to Sunday can scupper you in the late season. Um, now let's get ready for an argument. So the team up next, the reigning champions, Liverpool. Actually, arguing that great, aren't you? Third, forty points from twenty-one, plus nineteen goal difference. We had them finishing second pre-season. You two are giving them a C. I've given them an A. Would you like to argue first, or do you want me to argue first? Yeah, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, okay. yeah, we are. We said they'd be second. So fair enough. We didn't necessarily say they would win the, win the league. Um, which they don't look like they will. Um, my biggest issue with this being a C is a lot of their um, injuries have been self-inflicted. <laughs> Sorry. Because, yeah, he's he's run this team into the ground. He's not rotated this team when he should have. And now we have loads of key players missing. Also, with this run-in, the, the fact there's not been... Like an injury to Salah or, or Mane. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's happening to one of them this season. There's no rotation. The, the fact with this team is they were so far in front of everyone else last year. So far in front. And now they're, they seem way behind everyone else. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brez. I'll let you go. But I'm gonna, I, need to, I need to argue with him. Dave... Come on, man! Like you're over there going, you're over there going. Oh, I can't believe he's not rotated. If he bought a fourth bloke called Diego Jota to rotate, he's, yeah, now, injured. he's now injured. He's now injured. He's he's now from poor squad management. It was poor squad management the thing that caused Virgil Van Dijk, the most probably the most influential player for their team in the league, to get injured was poor squad management the reason Gomez got injured is it the reason Matip can't stay fit is it the reason that Fabinho is now injured is it the reason they've lost Allison for numerous games this season like you want to talk like you want to talk like the football manager challenge for injury crisis football manager would be looking at Liverpool season and going bloody hell that's harsh how are they going to do that the fact that they're even within a sniff of the title given the just litany of injuries they've had it's just a testament to the absolute sheer quality of this side, and if they and if they hadn't sort of lost 
their shooting boots a few weeks ago, we'd probably be talking about a team that's still fighting for the title. They're they're a really good team going through exactly what City did last year, where City lost a few players and it absolutely decimated the style and system. Whereas Liverpool have lost a few players and although like yeah, like City, they've had a bit of a downturn in their results, but they were still they're still absolutely Liverpool and you can see what they are. And I just think I think it's a bit harsh to give them a C. And to be honest, I think if you were grading it as a if you were grading Klopp, maybe you'd give them a B. But if you grade the players as well, I think you have to give them an A. Just because they're performing above what you this team is performing above what you'd expect when you listed all the injuries. They were they started a game against Man United with two centre mids at centre back. That's ludicrous. Come on now. Yeah, they are still a really good side. I, I agree with that. They're, they've slightly tweaked how they're playing this season, I think. Um, yeah, sl- obviously yeah. with the yeah. with the injuries and the the games coming all the time. I don't think their high yeah. pressing style would have got them very far. No. Yeah, I mean, taking into account the injuries and stuff, I, I personally still think it's a C because they're kind of where we would have expected them. But given given the circumstances, they're doing a really good job. To, to be fair. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I, I, it's great having them in third. They may well finish second when a few of their players come back and United fucking balls it up. <laughs> so, okay, but okay, decent season, not bad for uh, reigning champions. It's it's pretty hard to go back to back. A lot of teams have found out. So, so yeah, I'm I'm fine with even giving them a B if you want. Well, I mean, I'll fight for a B, but Dave Dave seems to I'll, think... I'll, that... yeah, I'll give them a B. I don't mind. Okay. Give them a B, then. And we'll move on. We'll move on to um team currently sitting in first, who we had... Come on, lads, we got one right. Come on! Oh, had, the, had the first in pre-season. Yeah. Um, and also, once again, we've all seemed to have agreed here, and we've gone for the, cl- the clean sweep. Um, or giving them a B. Who wants to go first? Uh, yeah, they were they were my pick to win the league and our pick, obviously. They're still my pick to win the league, I think. Given the injuries to Liverpool and United are not really title contenders, they, they should pick this one up fairly easily the way they're playing. Um, they've done a lot of this without Aguero up top and Jesus hasn't been scoring really at all so if, if God knows where they'd be if they had a striker who's actually scoring goals um, Stones has emerged from beyond nowhere into what it looks to be a world class defender alongside Diaz who I don't think is getting as much credit maybe as he should be um, yeah I, I, I oh, wanted what to, a signing I wanted what to a... ask you about this like is Diaz the best centre back this year has Diaz been the best centre back this year? Because I, I was thinking about I it would, the other day. I would say so. Every time I've watched him play, he just looks a quality, quality defender. Quality, just pure quality all the way through. And then you look at the numbers for City. You look at the numbers for City, like the the clean sheets. I think when Diaz plays, it's like ranks first for clean sheets and shots faced, exam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he's just an absolute, a marvelous player. He really is. Sorry, yeah, Brett, I, I interrupted I, no, you. No, no, it's, it's an excellent point. I, I don't think I've seen him make make a mistake. To be honest, I'm sure I'll be proved uh, wrong. But 
yeah, him and Stones have formed a, a ridiculous partnership. And then you've got Big Phil, who's been playing very well. Mm. Um, at first, I thought they were missing David Silver, but you, I mean, everyone's pretty much forgotten he exists by now, which is pretty wild. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how they do without De Bruyne. He's injured at the moment, yeah. but I think they'll they should breeze to the title this year. To be honest, yeah, it is it is odd because City have City have been so good the last couple of weeks and months that we almost forget that they they had a bit of a rocky start where they, they didn't look they did look like they really missed Silver. They just lacked creativity. They lacked the ability to finish, and then all of a sudden they look like team of team of old again, don't they, Dave? Yeah, they do. Uh, I need Mike's jingle for start of the week because it's Man City related. It's David's stat of the week. Okay, so we've bashed Gabriel Jesus for not for not uh, scoring many goals. However, in terms of team players in the Premier League who have scored without ending on the losing side, he is currently third in the all-time list. Scored in thirty-seven games and they've won thirty-five and drawn two of the games that he scored in. Never lost when he scored. Never lost. James Milner is top with 54. And there's a really out there striker who's somehow second with 46. It's wild, lads. Being ex England international, shit. Striker, obviously. Andy Carroll? No, come Dean on. Dean Ashton? It's Darius Vassal. Darius Vassal scored in 46 games and his team, his teams in the Prem never lost when he scored. Never lost. Okay, thanks for that, Dave. Mike, do you want to give it the outro for start hey, of the week? It's a good start. What's wrong with that? No, but I'll give you... Oh, in fact, we'll do the Joel Linton update. Oh, yeah, we'll do the Joel Linton update later on. Thank you very much. Don't you try and sneak ahead. Um, just quickly before moving off to City, I want to ask the two of you. Man City... Are they the team best equipped to deal with pandemic ball? And what I mean by pandemic ball is lots of games um, spread over a short period, but also teams being less intense in their running, for example. Yes. They have very good rotation, I would say. Um, And also, yeah, City are wanting to hold on to the ball anyway. If a yeah. team's more tired, then they just get to basically slow down their attacks and pay, take more time. Um, and with players like De Bruyne, like it only takes like a, a moment for him to be able to pick the, the pocket, really, of a defence. So sort of plays into their favour if people aren't going to press them as high. just gives means they get to pass the ball around even more than they already do. Mm. No, one, no one presses them, then. Even easier day at the office for them, really. Mm. Yep, agreed. As Kevin De Bruyne says, it only takes a minute, girl. Um, Mike, your team are up next, Mr. Manchester United. Second, 41 points from 21 games, plus 10 goal difference. We had them finishing fourth in pre-season. In a title race, but... Possibly the worst team, worst team to be in a title race we've seen in a very long time. Um, how do you grade them? No, no, we're not in a title race. You're second in the league after 21 games. You're in a title race. No, no, no. no. 
I'm sorry, but you are. You just are. Oh, you just I agree. Sheffield <laughs> Sheffield United. Uh, yeah, it's probably a B. They're performing above expectation. Um, are they? Well, we had them fourth. They're second. I know we had them fourth, but when you think about it, should you? Did we have them fourth because okay, we knew that you know they were they were not going to catch City or Liverpool until Liverpool everyone in Liverpool okay. got injured. Okay. Okay. And they still okay. probably will finish below Liverpool. So yeah. Um, yeah, we look a bit better at the back. Uh, Fernandez is it's pretty hot and cold. We win games when he plays well. When he doesn't, we do nothing. As has been well documented, we we rely hugely on players rather than a system or yeah uh, a decent team. That's that's still the case. So they should make the top four, and they might make a little cup run, maybe a little Europa League run. But they're not in the title race. Can we just stop with this narrative? That's the second use of narrative this podcast, Mark. You've been on a, you've been reading a Donald Trump Junior's tweets. Um, Dave, United, what are you making? Them? Yeah, I'd have to give them a B. Um, on paper, they look solid. I, I don't believe it myself. Uh, as I've written here, I hate they do well, but I guess you have to acknowledge it. I don't think they're genuine title tangers either. They're just, yeah. <sighs> I mean, it looks nice for United fans, but I don't. I don't think they're all that great. They don't seem. They don't seem a top team, which is, as Mike says, I, I really don't believe they're title challengers at all. Um, I mean, I flip this when somehow Solskjaer's lifting a fucking trophy in four or five months, but I, I can't see it. I don't think they're really a top team. I think they're a bit fraudulent. Be up that up there, really. Solskjaer will be lifting a trophy in a few months and I'll still be here going, but what's his system? How are they going to go? Don't they... worry, Will. He'll win one manager of the month and that'll be his trophy. I've never, like, I'm going to be there, like, I'm going to be there, like, how does he, how does he want his team to play? I don't know. We, how, how long has he had this job now? Oh, I still don't know. I know he's going to play in big games. Well, he's actually pretty good at springing tactical surprises in big games. <laughs> But I, I sort of had a, I have a grasp of what he's going to try to do in the big games. But you watch them, you watch United try and break down the team, and I'm like, I'm like, what is the game plan? What is the, what are you trying to do? Because I, I, I don't, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue whatsoever. Um, I, I'm giving them a C. Like, sec, I know we had them fourth, but second or third, you with United squad is where they should be. I would be. I would feel more comfortable giving them a B if I'd seen just. I'd seen like improvements to make me think that in a normal season, in a normal season, I don't think United would be second. Um, okay. So I'm a bit. I'm sort of sat here, and I, again, I'm finding them a bit difficult to grade because I, I just. I think. I think their their success is down to individuals playing well, and just sort of like. I just. I just don't believe it, I, and I know that we should be graded on what they've done. But even so, like, just just don't believe it. Like, let's not forget this is a team that lost six six one at home to Spurs. Like, you you should be prohibited from even being in the top half of the table when that happens. Um, 
in before we lose to Spurs on Thursday night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm fine giving them a B with what you two have said, but I, I just, I don't, uh, I just hope that by the end of the season, uh, and I know it's difficult to do this in a season, or, or uh, hey, even the time we're doing this podcast next year, that if Ollie's still in the job, I can sit here and I can go, oh well, I know how Ollie wants to play, I know how Ollie's team is playing. Because right now, I just am like, I just am watching United. I'm like, where's the next step coming from? Where's the step coming from that takes them from perennial top four chat, top four team to title contenders? That's what I want to know. But hey, they're in the title race, so let's move on. Um, Newcastle, 15th, 22 points for 21 games, had them 16th preseason. Fuck. Who wants, who wants to talk about Newcastle? I'm, I'm happy to step up. Uh-huh. Right, so yeah, they're they're somehow a position above where we predicted. Um, which you might be thinking, oh, they're they're doing okay. They're not. It's it's a big lie. Steve Bruce. I'm a big fan of Steve Bruce. I don't know what he's doing there. They recruited well in the, the summer. There's like Callum Wilton, Fraser, etc. We already had Almiron, Saint Maximin really good like basis to make an actual attacking team instead most games they're pretty much anti-football <laughs> Alan Wilson just starved it's just starved <laughs> he may have scored twice against Everton but most weeks he's he's starved he gets he gets so little service he just gets absolutely nothing I just I just hate them they're anti-football. Steve Bruce, I, li- I like him, but he has to go. Just go and retire, Steve. Just go. They're so bad. They're so, so bad. Mike, um, you've given them an E. Have you given them a U solely because of your love for Joel? You've given them a D? Oh, yeah, I'm changing my mind, yeah. Oh, why? No. Why? Stop the pod. Stop the pod. It's over. Mike, Why? They've just beaten Everton. They've just beaten Everton. They're a place above where we predicted them. Mike, Mike, hold on, hold on. We had a chat this week of if you change your team's grade off one week for the mid-season, you're a fraud. You're doing it, son. I've changed plenty plenty of grades through this. Yeah, but uh, how are you giving this team a D? Well... (laughs) They're, they're a place above where we had them. Okay, Mike. Go and take a <laughs> shit in your fucking bathroom and it'll be more entertaining than Steve Bruce's Newcastle. I promise. Well, they're actually pretty This is how bad a team we're dealing with. This is how bad a team we're dealing with there. They're a year. I'm not having anything else. They're a year. Okay, so um, so these two are... Mike, if you, if you didn't like football, you were trying to get into football... Dave, 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 Dave. Let Mike say his piece. So, so these Mike. two are riding the wave of the worst run, maybe in Newcastle history, of, of performances. But they seem to have just forgotten that Wilson did bag two at the weekend in a win at Goodison Park, um, where Newcastle actually played quite well for most of that. Everton weren't in the game at all. So. Yes, they've been awful to watch, and they have. I can sympathise with all Newcastle fans. They've been terrible to watch. But you've got to remember that their their training ground was shut for a while. They missed some games. They've been catching games up. 
Fair point, fair point. Um, one thing I, I struggle to forgive them for is their performance in the second half against Villa, but that was just like a training game. But I think I'm, I think a D is fair enough, even though they're a place above where we had them. And you, you feel uh, to rip me apart, but I, that's that's no, where I'm coming from here. No, you made a couple of very, very valid points here. Um, one one win one win against Everton, no matter how good a win it was, doesn't doesn't change my mind on Newcastle. New, are you what like? I think Dave says the word anti football. It's not so much. I, I think anti football gets a bit of a, a bad rap. Like you watch them, um, you watch West Brom when they play, or not just West Brom. You watch any Allardyce team where they drop and they they look to use they look to counter. And you sort of know what they're going to plan to do. Whereas there's been multiple times this season where I've been conned into watching Newcastle because every, everyone knows that I love watching Newcastle. Um, anyone who's listened to the pod before will know that. Um, but in but the thing is with them, I don't know what they do. Like they don't put any pressure on the ball. They don't sit deep. They're not pretty good defensively. They seem to rely on the keepers to have a worldie every week. Um, Bruce has Bruce has resorted to kicking the local print media out of his briefings because they keep asking him tough questions to me watching Newcastle from the outside having seen probably seen this happen before at Villa and at other clubs you sort of you sort of like well this looks like the normal end of a Steve Bruce reign and they just look in a bad way and yes Mike they're 15th um they're 16th but we're the and they're 15th and we're them 16th pre-season but I think context matters um, and you're right probably on the results a U is too harsh but the context for the club the atmosphere around the club some of the performances I can't give them a D I think I think a compromise of an E because it it has been a woeful season you ask any Newcastle fan they absolutely hate it absolutely hate it and like even the most optimistic Newcastle fans going to be like this has been a terrible season um that's my two cents but um so I'm giving them an I'm giving them an E Dave you want to give me U Mike you want to give me D seems that the I'll logical compromise is E I'm logical settle on an E that's fine mm-hmm. Mike um now we've we've managed to bring you down there but What's really quite funny is about halfway through that little discussion, Dave was saying, "I'm not having to be anything other than a U," and he's just agreed to give oh, it. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to convince you to be a U. So, uh, I just, I think, I think Mike, I'd forgotten about the training ground. Mike does raise the good point. There are extenuating circumstances. Remember, Sir Maximum had long COVID, and he's only just come back. I think Sir Charles had long fair, COVID too. Still, they've still they've got. They've got enough there to probably be better than what they have. Yeah, but there's got they've got got enough there. This is this is a totally weird season, and yeah, they've been shit, but they've still picked up points. Yeah, but it's. I'd agree with you if this was the first time I'd seen Newcastle do this, but this is this is the second season of the Steve Bruce experience where it's been like they got their points early last year and then they were pretty shite for the rest of the season and it's just like it just isn't good like and the results the results aren't everything if you they are 
the results are just one part of it. I think you have to take into account just how toxic the club has become. And I don't think that's through the fault, completely through the fault of Bruce. I don't think it's completely through the fault of everything. I think there's a lot of things that go into that with the ownership and the failed takeover, for example. But I do think you have to take into account the context, as we have done with a lot of this team. But um, interesting one coming up here. Next, let's move off Newcastle. I'm sick of talking about them. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, the next time we talk about Newcastle on this podcast will be because we're doing a, a watch along of goal, living the dream. Um, with your uncle, da- your uncle Dave, uh, Gavin. Um, Sheffield United, 20th, 8 points from 21 games, had them 13th pre-season. Dear God, is that our worst one? Yeah. Um, Dave, you've given them a U. Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, they may have they may have managed to beat Everton, so they're on eight. They haven't beaten Everton. Beat Man United. Sorry, it was Newcastle oh, beat Everton. On the Newcastle thing, yeah, they beat Man United, and to be fair, they played well in that game. Um, I'm not going to change my opinion because they managed to win one game that still only has them on eight points. <laughs> like they've been so bad for the other twenty games that they'd only accumulated five points. They still are on course to be the worst team. I don't want them to be the worst team because I like Chris Wilder. And maybe after their performance at United, they might win a couple more games. I'd be very surprised if this team even hit 20 points, which is absolutely dismal by any stretch. The recruitment's been so horrific. Um, I've already apologised for one of them publicly. Um, so awful. Um, and as I've put here... Blades fans must be glad they're not allowed in the ground. They'd be throwing, they'd be throwing the chairs on. The, they'd be ripping the seats out. I'm, I'm convinced. Would they? Yeah, probably will. Would they? Have you watched? Yeah, this season. Yeah, they're they're crap mostly. Okay, well they they, they well, have I a think, they have a couple. I think they're actually oh. in most of the games they play, and they last year they won a lot of close ones slash drew a lot of close ones so they were picking up points this year they're yeah, but, they're getting on the wrong end of a lot of those but the, the difference this year is last year they had a midfield that could shift the ball from defence to attack this year they have a lot of the ball that very rarely goes into the attack most of their possession is pretty much in their own half uh, and even if they get in or around the box great podcast great podcast they very rarely create anything like uh, yeah, I, I really think they are just terrible. They're just a very bad team this season. I don't know how it's gone this wrong, but it has, and, and that's why we got the grade. Okay, well, Sheffield United are going to finish above West Brom. They're a better team than West Brom. They've got a better manager. Well, no, they haven't necessarily got a better manager because Big Sam's all. Oh, I think no, I, no, I think they do. They probably also have a better manager. Um they are going to start picking up some points. The, the variance is going to go back their way a little bit. They're not going to be this bad. Um, I think E is probably... They're, they're still bottom, so I think an E... I can't give them a U because uh, no matter how bad they are, they're still punching above their weight even being in this division. Dave? But we're doing this as a mid-season review and we put the 13th and you're even conceding that they're probably relegation. How can you give them an A? I think... Did you not I, I do... All the context that I just gave you. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, but there's also a lot of context, context for how bad they're doing. But you don't want it now. 
No, there's a lot of context for how bad Sheffield United <laughs> are doing without giving them excuses. Am man. I wrong? Am I wrong? All right. Can I can I shoot some bail for Sheffield, Dave? And another thing that we need to think we need to think about is they, they've had quite a few injuries this season too. Like it's 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 been a giant whirlwind of shit. It's not just been one thing for them. And I think I, I agree with Mike. A lot of the times I've watched Sheffield this season, they've not been good, but they've been in games and they've sort of lost it by the odd goal or two. And like Mike says, the variance can go the other way. Like, and also we mentioned it earlier briefly, the Eddie Howe, the Sean Dyche effect, where someone's done such a good job that it changes our expectations of them. This is why I'm looking back at that, some of our preseason grades. And yeah, we we bullishly thought Sheffield United were going to be 13th, which in hindsight is is mental that it's we gave them. We gave like we gave the like we we as a as a trio in our predictions we we overrate the idea of well well coached well drilled hard working hard to beat sides and we didn't consider again the complete context of the pandemic we didn't consider the the sheer amount of games to be played the sheer amount of toil that takes on legs and stuff and small squads and let's not talk we talk about we give him burnley some bail um i think it's only fair we give sheffield a little bit of bail but the reason why I think me and Mike have got E's rather than D's, for example, is that they're having almost a historically bad season, and that has to be shown in the grade. But I think a U, I think a U is the reason why Chelsea have got a U is because they they came into the season with with apparently lofty ideals of being in the top two, and they none of their buys have well not. Not none of their buys, but most of the main buys haven't worked out. The atmosphere around the club is shocking. There's been some truly horrible performances. And you've got the context of that they've almost had a fan revolt because they sacked their greatest ever player. That's that's a you. That's a bad situation across the board, matched with bad results. When you take the... Co- with with or without context, that's a, that's a bad thing. Whereas with Sheffield, like... I don't think it. I don't think it is that bad, from my perspective. I think the fact that the fact that they're even in the league, like Mike says, gives them enough bail. Which, when you take into account all the other context around them, that you can you can feel a bit better about giving them an E than you could giving them a U. Yeah. So, with that being said, agreed. E. It's an E. Dave, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Dave. Here's one you can Dave? be positive about. Yeah. Ele- Southampton are 11th. 29 points from 20 games. We had them 9th pre-season. You've given them a B. Why have you given them a B? Uh, I think given... Oh, oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> I'm going to say contact. Mike's going to attack me. Yeah, he is, and I'm going to let him. Well, they, they've been playing good football. They've been a lot more so- solid <laughs> than they were. They were in the first half of last season. There's a, there's a result we've mentioned many times that I'm not going to mention again. We all know what it is. Uh, they've been consistent this season. Shay Adams looks really good. Fortunately, Ings has... Basically, return to being the injury-prone player that they signed. 
Um, and they've managed to basically keep getting results without their main main player, their talisman. Ward Prowse has been really good. Um, they're probably looking to finish top half and be consistent, but not far from finishing in the top half. Uh, and they are being consistent. I, I also think they've been unlucky in some games. Uh, to be honest, they usually... This team, there's not really any games where you think, oh, Southampton haven't turned up today. They, they pretty much give everyone a game. Mm. Um, I mean, given that we had them predicted ninth and they are in 11th, I mean, I wrote this, this before their results at the weekend. I could be inclined to give them a C uh, because they're probably doing what we expected them to do rather than overachieving. <sighs> Mike, take it away. Um, no, I, I also really like Southampton. Um, they've lost the last three, which is a little bit worrying. And I think their manager's going to get poached at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not this season, though. Yeah, maybe not this season. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's probably a C. I did have them a B when we did this a week ago, and they've obviously. Uh, same, that's why I just changed hats. Which, yeah. which is funny, because <laughs> he, was, he was getting annoyed yeah. at me changing grades early, I think. But, uh, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're funny, man. Uh, I agree. I agree, C. Look, it, like you guys say, a few weeks ago when they were flying a bit higher in the league, you'd have been like, you'd have been like, yeah, really good. Um, B, maybe. Um, maybe pushing yourself to an A. They're sort of reverting a bit to the mean now. They're a good side. They're always going to bring through you if they're going to play through attractive football. They always seem to find managers who are just brilliant. Um, interesting thing to watch is Danny Ings' contract. I think he wants to release Klaus just in case another top four club comes into him. He's still mustered. The fact they've got him back's great. Um, there's not a lot to say about Southampton that hasn't been said because they, they they're, they're one of those teams that everybody loves to talk about and to write about and to look at because they're just they just play good football and basically if you were going to write down everything to love about a club Southampton seems to tick a lot of the boxes yeah um, I agree with that but I mean they are a coastal club um, so at some point Dave will want uh, the manager sacked but um, never, Ralph. Ralph. never Ralph never Ralph um, let's move on to Spurs um, sick 33 points for 20 games we had them 5th pre-season Kane's just gone down for a long-term injury, which probably casts a few doubts over the next few weeks. Um, as we mentioned, I'm not going to say any more here because Chelsea are playing this week and every time I shit on the team before we play them, we get absolutely walloped. So Mike and Dave, take it away. Uh, yeah, I would give Yeah, I would give Spurs a C. Um, pretty much around, I think me and Will had them fifth, Mike had them sixth. They're in sixth. They're pretty much where we all thought they'd be. Um, it's a weird one. Like they pretty much have been carried by Sol and Kane having an unbelievable partnership. Kane's obviously now injured. Dombele looks a man possessed in midfield. Unbelievable this season. Um, yeah, just a weird team. They look really, really good, and now it seems like people have worked them out, and they're not really getting any great results. Um, but I mean, on a plus side, Spurs fans did celebrate being champions in November, so <laughs> uh, it was that positive for them. But 
yeah, they just don't play particularly great football, but obviously they have some very, very talented players. I think they should finish around here, regardless of their and maybe being off form a bit at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, Spurs to see, I think. Pretty much where we expected them to be. I'm glad we weren't doing this about a month ago when they were first or second or wherever they were. Yeah. As Dave rightly says, their strike force is a joke. Um, but without Kane now, that'll be interesting. You, you're looking at Bale or Vinicius or whoever. Uh, Bale's not good, is he, lads? No, no. <laughs> Uh, and Dombele is a man who is very, very good. And I, yeah, yeah, he is. Bad to watch. I'd Pleasant. like to watch him a bit more, but pleasantly surprised. I think what's caught out Spurs is, and I think we we wrote about this. Well, I, I, a couple of us I think have written about this on the website at times. Is that Kane and Son are absurd finishers that regularly, uh, Son in particular, regularly outperform some of their xG. Um, but this season, at the start of the season where Spurs were flying, they were outperforming their XG by ludicrous levels. And we all sort of sat there looking like, I'm not sure this is sustainable. And Mourinho's game plan probably of being so tight, at sort of like relying on your absolutely clinical finishers to finish less chances than before they would normally get I, I, I just I've not explained myself well there I mean finishing at a higher level than they should um, reasonably finish I think has probably come back to haunt them a bit and that they were probably seeing a bit more regression to the mean which is going to be even more exasperated by Kane's injury I just think the interesting thing for Tottenham is they haven't found a third man um, you think about you think about that attack they've gone they've sort of got they've got Kane, Son and Lamella Kane, Son and Lucas, Kane, Son and Bergwijn. And we before the season we were all like Kane, Son and Bale. Wow, what a what a strike force. And I just think the lack of that third that third really powerful aspect of that strike force probably keeps Tottenham from reaching that next level up. But just your standard bog your bog standard season from them. Um in before they beat us on Thursday night. Can't wait. I, I bloody oh god um well I tell you what Ndombele and Sissoka will walk all over J5 so there we are um West Brom um dear god what have I given them Christ again with D I'm changing that E um lads why is this an E and not a U well they're 19th, and we had them 19th pre-season, but as you alluded to earlier, Dave, or was it Mike, they're the worst team in the league in your mind. So I, I just wondered why you... Yeah, why Mike, you, you take it away if you take Why give away. me an E? They're 100% the worst team in the league. 100%. They'll, that'll be proven over 38 games when Sheffield United pick up some more points. Um, I think the board didn't back Billich at all in the summer, so it's essentially a championship squad that got a little lucky. Yep. To go up they've brought in Big Sam to keep him up and haven't shown really any signs of improvement since he came in I'd say they've got worse potentially potentially even got worse they've only reaffirmed my belief that they're the worst team in the league uh, I, I don't think they should have sacked Billich. I thought he was starting to get something out of them um, I mean if anyone watched West Brom Fulham at the weekend, that first half is, is, is one of the worst first halves I've ever seen from a home team. Ever. Agreed. Agreed. 
It was <laughs> oh. horrendous. And that was against I Fulham. actually found it that was sad Fulham. that West Brom... I'm sad that they were allowed to get anything from that game, frankly. Well, at one point, <laughs> they were And I was like, what is happening here? Yeah, honestly, mate, I was, I was thinking the same watching that one. Uh, unlike the two of you, I, I, I wasn't watching on Saturday. However, I was Lucky enjoying you, the. I was I was enjoying the in our group chat that you, the um, the sort of <laughs> Mike Breslin updates where he's like he's like they're the worst team I've ever seen. They're the worst team I've ever seen. He's like I'm going to tweet that they're the worst team. They're the worst team, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're two. What up? Look what I've done. I'm like, oh, it's absolute peak peak in and around pod that. <laughs> Yeah, um, they're just not good, are they? And I think the reason why, like, look, joke, joking apart about context is important. I think the Billich sacking, um, and particularly the sort of the lack of backing for him and the recruitment being such a balls-up job, may, means yeah. that although we expected them to to be 19th, I think they have to be worse than just a what we were expecting so I think they have to be an E rather than a D I don't think they're a U I mean they're still in with a chance of staying up no they're not I mean mathematically they're still in with the chance they've got Big Sam like there's worse positions to be in but mathematically if Big Sam turns this around if Big Sam turns this around it'll probably be his greatest achievement and he's already done it with quite a few teams but these guys Seem no hopers, to be honest. Right after drinking wine out of a mug. That's his number one achievement. Let's move on to. Oh, I can't believe we have to do this. <laughs> I this cannot fucking believe I'm happy to take it away, though. I'll go. Right. Uh, no, West Ham. no, 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 no. West Ham, fifth. We had them 17th. We've all yep. given them an A. We've all given them an A. And. <laughs> I, I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate well, this so much. Yeah, they've just been fantastic. <sighs> they're, they're good at the back. They're, they're clinical going forwards. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They're just efficient. That's that's what is West Ham team. Oh, dog, clinical. <laughs> clinical. I said efficient. I'm not saying that they. Did they you know you? Did you just say clinical up front? No, I didn't say clinical up front. I said they're efficient. Am I going mad? I said efficient. I did not say clinical. Mike! I'm pretty sure you said clinical. No, I did not say clinical. I said they're not clinical. Even so, pull him up on that if you said clinical. No, listen to that back. I said they're not clinical because they don't score loads of goals. They they will grab a goal, but it doesn't mean they're clinical. Okay. You can so score one goal. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So then, you, so the, so you went, they're not clinical, and then you described them as efficient. Yes, because they will win a game one nil. I managed to shut people out, and they will score, but they'll take but, a lot of chances to score sometimes. Which is like the opposite of efficiency. No, because it makes them efficient, and a team picking up points. If you're winning every game one nil or two one like this team does, that is an efficient team. Getting the but, job done. Maybe they, maybe they don't okay, deserve okay. it for their game, but they're getting the job done. So you can be wasteful and efficient. You can defend efficiently that allows you to be wasteful up front, and that's exactly what this team does. Okay. 
Okay. Mike? The hammers. Yeah. What are my, you making them? My Stan. Uh, Moyes. A grade. Uh, yeah. They're, they're beating all the crap teams. They, they're getting some decent results against some of the bigger teams. Um, one thing I wanted to mention with West Ham is how they actually dealt with the injury of, of Antonio, who they hugely rely on up front quite well. Uh, and now now he's back. Um, they've obviously picked up four wins in the last five, uh, which was 1-0, 1-0, 2-1 and 3-2, essentially just like Dave was saying. I will say that, as Dave was saying, they're coming up out on the right side of some close ones so they, they may well not keep yeah. this up but it's still going to be a great season for West Ham um, and they should enjoy it while it lasts yeah I, I mean I, I, I'm this is going to sound odd because they're they're fifth um, they're one of these ones where I think I think they are a good team benefiting from a weird se- they're just a, a really good a good team benefiting from a weird season um, they've also benefited from Suchet becoming the white Yaya Torre um, every time I look, every time every time I look at West Ham game, they seem to have scored. But they're having a really good season. It's a really easy one. They have to be an A. Um, Cresswell is um, playing really well. Um, shout out Henry Hodgson. Um, I know he's a big Cresswell fan. Well, his dad is. Um, but they've also Kufal Dave. I don't know. I hadn't heard about him before, but um, he was. He seems to be really good this season. Uh, he's he's a good right back. He's he's exactly what they need in that team. Um, Again, didn't cost much, and another really good signing. Um, yeah, it seems it seems pretty much every player that Moyes managed to squeeze out of this is tight owners. Being Jared Bowen, Suchak, and Kufal, they're all actually really good and perfectly slot into the team. They have to get a striker, though, don't they? Like, no, I, they do. I totally agree. They do. Like, and uh, joking apart, Antonio, like good player, but I feel like every time I watch the highlights for a West Ham game, we're God forbid I end up watching a game. I feel like he misses like two or three chances where you're like, oh, he really should have done better with that. I just think, I just think it, they're probably a, a top striker away from, not a top striker, but you know, they're, they're, a, they're a decent striker away from being even, not better than fifth, but in a normal season being a, a solid top half team. So it's a bit odd. Um, okay. Let's move on to um, our last team, um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, we had them seventh preseason; they're fourteenth. Um, Dave, yeah, wait, um, you say you're worried about Wolves. Why are you worried? Yeah, I'm worried about Wolves because they remind me of Swansea and the fact that they play decent enough football and they play have talented players in the team. And everyone's like, no, these guys can't go down. I mean, luckily for Wolves, yeah, God, the teams at the bottom are drops. So I don't think they will go down at all. If this was a normal season, I think they could be in be in trouble. Um, I just think they're underachieving, um, to say the least. I mean, yes, Raul Jimenez got a really bad injury. I understand yeah. that. The fact that they built a squad where they basically had one senior striker is... <laughs> stupid um, Adama Traore's contract issues have clearly affected him if not the rest of the squad um, getting rid of players like, I, I think their hands are probably tied given Covid with like selling Doherty and 
No. Roger, however, you, Melty Tomato's not been a good signing. No. I I, got I, rid of I, some I, solid players and replaced them with mostly people that haven't come off. So, so I think I think for any other team, I would I would say yeah, COVID big big thing on those deals. But no, the Wolves of Wolves a few seasons ago to to get to where they are, they made a deal with the devil in George Mendes. They let an agent have a ton of control over their club, and you saw it in this summer how he giveth and he taketh away. Like he got he moved Doherty on to he moved Doherty on for for what is in this market. Not a lot of money at all. Quite a ludicrous deal. And then they spent forty million on Nelson Semedo, which, let's be honest, was to help Barcelona out. And that was George Mendes basically saying, "You do this, and I'll keep bringing my clients to you." The Fabio Silva deal for forty million. He may come good, but in the short term, it, it's just not it's a good transfer. A Jota, it's, yeah, it's just not, had Jota who went for forty-five. Yeah, it's it's just not a good transfer. It's just not a good transfer to replace proven quality with a with a player who. He, he barely played any senior football. It's a ridiculous transfer, absolutely ridiculous. Semedo is Semedo is what Semedo is. He's he's a pretty he's a pretty average defender. Gives you a bit more going forward. Um, he's still also, settled down a bit better, but that's just it's just a failure in squad management. They've left themselves with a huge hole in midfield. Moutinho doesn't have the legs anymore, and Ruben Neves looked no better than the twenty-one-year-old that turned up in the championship. He's not got any better. I'd argue he looks worse. Yeah, you may. Yeah, I'd, I'd I think. I think. Well. I think Neves is clearly. I think beyond not taking a step on. Every time I watch him play, he just doesn't. He doesn't impact games in the same way that he did when he was first at there. He doesn't. He doesn't dominate that area of the park like he used to, and it's just. It's just odd. And I think if it, I'm not worried about them going down the slightest, but this is a, make no mistake. This is a bad season, but a lot of it is. A lot of it is. You've got the the reason it's a D for me and not lower is you've got the freak accident of um, Jimenez has to play a massive part because he's a wonderful striker who is absolutely integral to what they do and they lost him to again that freak accident so I think that that level of context has to be taken into account when giving him a grade. Um, Mike, what would you give him and why? Yeah, I've got a D um, as well, essentially because yeah, all the context obviously there. Their one first team striker, Raul Jimenez, getting injured out for the rest of the season, most likely. Um, that's a, that's a huge miss for them. He was he's probably one of the top, uh, probably at least in the top five strikers in the league. I would say. Um, you've got obviously Fabio Silva, isn't ready made, but he's starting to show some signs that he's getting there. Um, no, I'm sorry, no. Okay. I think he has promise for a young player. <laughs> I, I think he, I think I think he has promise. He, he has just been. obviously isn't going to be anywhere near the level they need right now. Is, he, is has, what he has promise. He's not ready to lead the line in the Premier League. Yeah, just that's basically ready. what I think. No, and I, it's, I, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's unfair on him putting that burden on him. Yeah, it's brutal. I but just, I will say that Nuno, this is how Nuno likes, he, want, he wants a small squad and that's, this is part of what happens when you have a small squad in a season like this. I suppose that's a very good point. Very good point. Um, um, if anything, Neto and Pedence are worth your entrance money every week if you're allowed in the ground. Neto is absolutely great. Net Neto is is gross, absolutely gross. He's so good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's also, so we all agreed on it. Uh, Ruben, a yeah. great addition to the only scores. Good goals, eleven. 
Oh yeah, good shout, Mike. Good shout. Ooh, we've got a he has scored some absolute bangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah we, we've really got to work this out, you know. We've really got to work this it's out. We've really got to work this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except we just carry on, carry on talking about it right now. Let's just not end the pod. Let's keep going. We we'll get the eleven in. Um, no. Um, Mike, we missed out on it earlier, but the Joel Linton report, please. Oh yeah, I'm glad. We, I'm glad oh, because this is. We need some. We need some theme music uh, for the Joel Linton report. Uh, we'll get some for next week, ladies and gentlemen. But Mike, give us a Joel Linton. Yeah, unfortunately, Joel Linton's making headlines for. All the wrong reasons this time. It's not his, not his great play in a Newcastle shirt. Um, he's been breaking. Ever been the headline? <laughs> he's been he absolutely has. Covid rules to go and get a haircut, and and not only just breaking them, but he decided to share a picture online <laughs> of him breaking the rules <laughs> with, with, with his barber who has already had warnings from Newcastle City Council twice <laughs> to shut his business. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was gonna, oh, I, I wanted to come up with something funny about how uh, at least he didn't go to Dubai like all the uh, influencers, but he's just an, what an idiot. Ban him for two weeks. I know we said we would do this, but uh, I feel like after that impassioned plea, that Joel Linton is your Wazak of the week, everybody. There you go. There you go. It couldn't, I mean, Dave wanted us to give it to Mike Dean, and Mike Dean is a secondary Wazak of the week. But I think taking a picture with your barber and sharing it online during a bit of lockdown is, um, is quite wild. But just before we, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, we'll let you into my new favourite weekly text I get every weekend in our group chat from David Harris, which is he's watching a football match. He goes, tell you what, a lot of these footballers' trips look fresh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every week, do. every <laughs> week without fail. Have <laughs> hey, you seen Phil Foden? He's got a sharp fade that every bloody week, mate. Yeah, well. I mean, he's smart enough not to take a picture of the boat that's doing his hair. Phil, hold on, Phil Foden. He's learned from our no, 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 it doesn't matter if no one takes a picture, Mike, because they're all on live TV. Everyone sees it. Everyone can tell they've had a haircut. Oh, yeah, but his mum could have done it. Cry. Yeah, that's because Henry Hodgson's in that group chat, and he'd defend Phil Foden over his own child, I think. Not yeah. that he has a child, just for public <laughs> service. <laughs> Are you really shooting him to bear that? Um... Uh, I think this podcast is many of our podcasts are just sort of just ended with us just talking waffle about uh, just nonsense but ladies and gentlemen he's been mentioned a lot on this podcast but if you do want to hear the, the thoughts of Henry Hodgson here along with Mike do a betting podcast every Friday where they um, give you the tips and tricks of the weekend Mike after a few testing weeks Sing Sing be picking up over there on the betting podcast well, yeah, how are you we, getting on this week? We had a bit of a barren run but uh, live standings we're, we're six from seven between us and currently Watford are drawing with QPR which isn't great for my last selection but yeah Hodgson four from four as I'm sure he can't wait to tell the listeners on Friday so things are going a little bit better everybody takes him up takes him up to a massive seven wins from 27 picks absolutely huge congratulations well, um, well done, but 
If you want to listen to that podcast, it's on the same feed every Friday, so just wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to read the accompanying article and the Around the Grounds article that Mike mentioned earlier on, um, head over to com where you can do that. Um, Mike, until next time, if they want to find out about the latest updates about Joel Linton's hair, where can they do that? Yeah, so at Mikey Breslin on Twitter. Yeah. And Dave, if the people want to follow you to find out why or why not you think context matters, um, where can they do that? Uh, at no contact Harris. <laughs> at no contact Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to ha- hashtag no contact Harris, you'll find a few things. And um, Yeah, but well, didn't you hide them all? So I don't think you can find them anymore. No, you can find them. Oh, great. If, yeah, <laughs> if not, just, you can find them. just listen to what Will's at is and just message him. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you want the no context Harris, it's just just send us the direct message at in and around path on Twitter, and um, you can follow me like Mike says at Wilhunt seventeen. But oh god, we've done it in the wrong order. Oh no, I'm not 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 sure what to do now. Ah, um, we're at in and around pod on all the socials, including um, LinkedIn. Um, but until next time, um, have a good one. Yeah, see you later. Sayonara. Cheers. Sayonara, bloody hell. Bit of Takeshi's Castle for you there. Are we still recording? Oh yeah.